Live from Cerebral Sound Studios, it's Stay Busy with the Valentine you really, really want, Armand Sadler. Love is in the air. I'm feeling good. Oh my God, we're here, baby. Let's get it. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode. Episode 10. This is special. This is special. Episode 10 of Stay Busy with Armand Sadler, where we have yeah. responsible discussions on the music business and the music culture. I am Armand Sadler, vegan chorizo poppy, three mile Monday poppy, clean shave poppy, baby face assassin poppy, love, <laughs> love doctor. You know, you know how I'm rocking, bro. You know my energy. <laughs> Feeling real good on this beautiful Monday morning. Penta, Nick, Mr. Circles, how you feeling, brother? What's going on? Yeah, I, I guess I should tell people some of my other names. Nick, hey, come on, Penta. Bro. Come on. Um, Let them know. What, what's some other stuff? I don't know. Yeah. So I got some, <laughs> a bunch of other names. Up, what's up, everybody? My name is Nick Early. <laughs> I am the co-host, executive producer of Stay Busy with Armand Sadler. We are very, very happy here today. You know, 10 is my favorite number. Oh. I never yeah. said that. Well, I mean, that's that's the number in your email address. Right. So exa- exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's the number I wore all throughout my life, high school, playing and bass and whatnot why 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 is it your favorite number i don't know i just something about 10 (laughs) it's like when you look at it it's just like very solid it is jerseys and stuff like that i don't know it's just like a solid number like 10 yeah you know you're counting tens you're thinking hundred you know like i don't know i like that one and zero thing but anyways um yeah so yes everyone go stream circles my new single i just released it on the 5th of this month, of Black History Month. Shout out, Black History Month. We out here, babe. You see my shirt, bro? You yes. See my shirt? You see how yeah, we like Black history happens every day. Learn, live, and celebrate the legacy. There we go. That's right. There we go. I want to give a big shout out to anyone who is tuning in, uh, whether you found your lover yesterday, lost your lover yesterday, whether you and your lover, you know, whatever has happened. Hey, love is in the air, Valentine's Day. It's uh, Valentine's Day weekend as well. It's it's the 15th, but, you know, you still show love. Um, any First-time listeners, um, returning listeners, um, regardless of what platform you're listening on, regardless of what time you're listening, where you're listening, the socks you're wearing, whether you like your eggs fried, scrambled, or poached, whether you like your steak medium, medium well, medium rare, whatever your zodiac sign is, Snickers or Twix, whatever your preference is there. Um, want to give a big shout-out to Nick. Uh, he also released the Circles video Yeah, this week. Go stream that. Go see that. Want to give a big shout out to our team members, Frank Sinatra, our graphic designer, Kieran Hurley, yeah. uh, both joining the team, the busy boys, busy gang. Of course, big shout out to Anchor, our distribution platform. If you do not know, Anchor will distribute your podcast to whatever platform you would like to put it on. And you can also get some sponsored ads regardless of your listenership. Want to give a big shout out to our brother podcast, What You Expect Pod, linked up with them in Hoboken this past weekend. Really good time with the boys. And of course, Cerebra Sound Studios and John Solomon with the mixing. Let's chat, bro. What's up? What are we talking about today? <sighs> what we are talking about today, we're talking about this Brent Fires. Yo! I, wow. Wow. Brent. Sir. 
Remember I texted you, I was like, how in the world? He's our age? 24. What? 24 and he's out of here. That's disgusting. Out of here. Yeah, that, that, that album is, I've been running that consistently every day. Like that, and that's, to me, that's, that's his best project. To, to, so oh, far, yeah, yeah, yeah. You me. know what's funny? I was talking to people about it. I love Brent. The Sonder, that EP, oh, yeah. ran it all the way up, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Like over and over and over and over while we were in school. We were on him early too, right. in 2016. Yeah. yeah. And then Sonderson just didn't move me like that, mm. low key. Like, and that's, you know, that's nothing, that didn't, nothing taken away from that. Yeah, but happens. Gang Over Love to me is the, the heat from that, that mm-hmm. project. Um, and then this dropped and I was just like, huh? Like Brent, wow. Yeah. He gives you this, we were talking to stats about, shout out stats. Um, but he gives you this like gangster love, mm-hmm. gangster love, but I'm singing like, and I'm actually going to sing, Yeah. but I'm also like toxic, but I'm also yeah. like, you know, there's that, there's that, uh, point in the, in the, in the project where he talks about like what his music, he wants to be like overindulgent and mm-hmm. it's very, very like he's found his niche, like so far yeah. as his sound. And the persona and character that he's gonna put across in his music, but man, he had me like he had me staring at the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> had me staring at the ceiling, laying in the bed. Because the first time I heard it, I was like, the night it dropped, um, I just like played it, and I was kind of like half asleep listening. Man, man, there's a few stuff I audibly like. Oh, like yeah, mm, yeah, yeah. I felt that. Yeah, so. he's like restoring the feeling of. R&B. I'm sure Nick appreciates it as an R&B snob. Yes. But yes. but I feel like he's also bringing a, a new flavor, a new sound. It's 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 refreshing. Um and yeah, he's he's very open, he's very honest, he's very blunt with yeah. with you know the way he lives his life and and with women. Mm-hmm. Um and I'm I'm, I'm writing a, a review on it. It's going to come out next week, but um I kind of describe it as like a sour patch. It's like it's like sour content for some, but then it's like sweet as well. Like yeah. it sounds it sounds very good, but like the content for some people might be like triggering, and then for other people, it's like, nah, this is my life. Like right. I'm really living this. Like first is sour, was, then they sweet. I was fucking superstars <laughs> when I was 19. Like yo, he, man, he's he be talking. Yeah. Um. We also, of course, yeah, yeah, I know who our baby is, Kaylani. Oh. <laughs> we got a new Kaylani feature. Conclusions. Um. Her and YG. That was dope. That I, was real dope. I mean, I yeah, I love just you know YG's on his nasty thug stuff, thug yeah. love. He's on his nasty thug love. But um, I love this one, and they also kind of like. Uh, they did the la da 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 from Tupac yeah. too, so they kind of sampled that like, little motif. It's mm-hmm. nice. In the other genres, Tame, you know what I'm saying? The man himself, the tamest of Impalas, dropped, mm-hmm. uh, and that was a really great project. I love his music. His music is like, you know, I don't, I don't smoke or anything, but like, <laughs> I can imagine like if you listen to this, a l- slightly inebriated, wow, because yeah. it's, it's, it's. If it's an ethereal experience just listening to it completely mm-hmm. fine. Right. So I'm like, dang, just under the influence just a little bit. Yeah. My goodness. Yeah, I caught half of it in my Uber ride meeting up with you this morning. It was sounding sounding really good. So I'm looking forward to finishing wow. that. Possibly yeah. with the white claw next to me. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> the white claws. Uh gotta shout out my boy A Boogie, uh the 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 hood R and B star uh from New York. Well, he's a rapper, but he he, he, he provides some R and B type type content. Uh, melodic rapping, yeah, nigga, melodic rapping. Let's call angry. it what it is. He's a rapper. <laughs> Here we go. Um, but uh, I ran that project probably like three, four times yesterday. Really, really enjoying that. A Boogie has grown a lot sonically. Um, a lot of guitar samples on this on this project. His sampling in general. He sampled Fantasia. When I see you, like, oh wow, yeah, bro. Like he's getting up there. He's, yeah, he's his 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 musical his his acumen. I don't know. If that's yeah, that's good. his musical acumen has is like it's he's reaching. Yeah. He's leveling up. And then the Biebs, Justin Bieber dropped changes yesterday. Got a chance to listen to that once. It was sounding cool. Um, 
I'm definitely gonna run it a bit more. It didn't like blow me away, but there's I haven't definitely, run some, it yet. definitely some tracks on there that I that that I liked. It'll um, be run. Yeah. It'll be ran soon. You know, um, before we get to the after that, I gotta let you know. I got I got some beef with you, bro. It's it's been like oh, two weeks in a row that God, you haven't asked go. me what what I've been drinking. So oh my god, so here we go. I'm, I'm, I'm just I'm, <laughs> okay. I'm just saying. Okay, Armand, what are you drinking? <laughs> what are you drinking? Armand? I'm drinking water today, bro. Okay, but well, see, that's why I'm not asking you because yo, you're drinking boring stuff. You're drinking water. Let's leave boring. the crickets on. Let's water is back. the life force. The life force. We need water, bro. We don't need tea. <laughs> You know, tea is the. I was doing some research on tea. Tea is the second most drink, drink, second most drinking drink. That's crazy. I would, I would, I would, I would put coffee. I would think coffee. No, in the world, it's the second most. That's crazy. Because like in other parts of the world, tea is more popular. Mm. But yeah. But anyways, going segueing into the half and half for today, I am sipping on some Moroccan mint tea. It's great for the uh, immune system, boosts the immune. It's good for digestion and it increases the focus. So mm-hmm. you can focus on. Things that you need to be focusing on. I was trying to come up with a joke, but it didn't work. <laughs> Anyways, I'll leave the jokes to you. Cricket. <laughs> right. So the whole system collapse is our half and half today. It's inside the music industry's ongoing distribution crisis. This is by Elias Late. His guy. I like his articles. Yeah, we've got Rolling a couple Stone. articles. Yeah, Rolling Stone. Uh, so this episode. I mean, this. Uh, excuse me. This article talks about. A really interesting thing. So people think that distribution from uh, physical sales of the music industry, CDs, vinyls, cassettes, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. People think that that has just completely gone away, which is that actually not the, it's the reverse. CDs and vinyls actually did a billion dollars in revenue in 2019, which I was shocked to read that. That's fact. nuts. Like that's, that is nuts. And then I forget they did the uh, math within this. It was like, I think that accounts for. 10% or something like that of the entire music industry for that year, what the music industry revenue was, mm-hmm. which is like huge. Like, despite, you know, the decline, it says, but despite the declining physical sales overall, CDs and vinyl still generated revenues of nearly a billion dollars in this co- in the, this country 2019, according to Richard, Richard Burgess, CEO of the American Association of Independent Music. It's really interesting. So this article is basically highlighting and goes in sort of uh, about these different stories of you hearing so the way the industry works, there are distributors, there are record labels, and then there's consumers. The distributors receive orders uh, from the label saying, hey, print A Boogie's album. Hey, print this many of Tame Impala's album, so on and so forth. And then they will send it to distributors. Distributors will then give it to the stores, right? So there's third. There's four. My fault. There's the record labels, the distributors, the record stores, and then the consumers, right? The record stores depend highly upon the distributors. So what's happening now is there is a distributor by the name of Direct Shot Distributing that is doing all of the major labels, Universal, Sony, and Warner just was added to their portfolio. So basically, yeah, the big three. So what's happening is, I'll read this quote, it says, episodes like these, nonsensical, maddening, and business-threatening episodes have become commonplace for CD and record retailers over the past 10 months. Most agree that the inciting... An incident took place last April when a Warner Records moved its physical distribution to Direct Shot dis- Distributing, a company that was already being used by the other two major labels, Universal Music and Sony Entertainment. A single company was suddenly responsible for sorting and shipping the vast majority of CDs and records sold in the U.S. market. Unfortunately, it seems that Direct Shot was incapable of taking on the additional work, according to interviews with more than 20 managers, retailers, and label executives. 
the quote, the whole system collapsed, quote, end quote, says David Azani, a 15-year veteran of physical retail, is illustrating the frailty of a distribution network that had long been taken for granted. So what was happening? Literally, this is crazy. People, these people at these record stores were going to their, whatever, the loading dock, whatever, getting, receiving pallets. They were opening up the trucks and they would literally be a box, one box. So they're like already freaked out. Why, where's my records? They open up the box and it's like washer fluid. Then they would open up the box and then it's like, what was another example they give? Um, it was like syrup, cough syrup, like random things. One, it's a small amount. And two, it's not even items that they order. So they're calling freaking out like, yo, what's going on? What's happening? What's happening? Then they were getting orders of entire pallets, but they would have like four CDs on it. So there's a whole theory now, which is interesting amongst all of these record, small record companies that the major labels are trying to squeeze out physical sales from the entire industry because there is, they still did a billion dollars, which is huge. That's a, a huge part of the industry. So they're basically like, I'm going to go into it and find this quote. So as the indie community's concerns have gone unaddressed month after month, wounds have started to fester and a conspiracy theory that the major labels are actively trying to eliminate the physical business has gained momentum. We know that the demand is here, says John, a Poughkeepsie store owner, but are they going to kill off the business? There's a really interesting point, I think, about like these indie labels. There's a lot of indie labels who are um, artists as well who thrive on the physical sales of their albums. All right. So. They're not touring. They're not, I mean, they're not, you know, selling out Wembley. They're not selling out Barclays and whatnot, but they're getting a lot of money, these smaller people, from selling vinyls to their audience. So, say, like, aside from the retailers, these are really good quotes. So aside from the retailers, the greatest pain that is being felt by the indie labels and the middle class artists who don't have the massive stream count. Quote For working musicians, physical sales, selling records on the roads, getting those records into store is still a big, big piece of their economy, which was said by Tom Grover Beery, who spent 20 years at Warner, being, became a prominent early advocate of record store day. During his time there, there's actually a thing is record store day. So it's a really interesting thing to think about, like the physical sales of the industry. Because you know, I don't really buy CDs anymore. I don't really buy vinyl. I mean, some some of my friends are into vinyl. I know you know some people who are into vinyl too. Sure. But it's like it's thinking about how there might be an insidious play for the majors to kind of kill the middleman too, which would obviously be something that I wouldn't put past them. But I don't know if I buy that. What do you think? Um. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Um, I'm sorry, I'm just processing everything you said. Um, yeah, I think I think that that makes a lot of sense. Um, seems like a way that labels would operate, killing the middleman. Um, that's all I got. <laughs> wow, thank you, yeah, thank you. Fascinating, just, right? Fascinating, right? Anyways, um, so we'll just move on from this half and half. <laughs> I thought it was cool. It was. I it thought was it cool. was interesting. It was cool. No, I, I, I was locked in. I, you, you really said everything. I, I didn't have much to offer <laughs> there. Uh, let's jump into the employee of the week. We want to give a big shout out to Perfection. Perfection is a producer. Um, she's a member of the Blap Chat podcast hosted by Ilmond. Um, she also produces Angela Yee's Lip Service, and she's a designer of her own brand called O'Hara. Um, Nick and I had the opportunity to connect with her. I, it was I, I don't remember if, if, if we spoke to her at all. Yeah, I briefly, briefly spoke briefly. to her. But, this uh, before we did the pod. But yeah, like, they, they did a live Blap Chat podcast in 2018. It was like October, maybe? October-ish. Yeah, the 100th episode. Um, and yeah, she's just super dope. Um, she's always posting her beats on, on social media. Um, she and I interacted once, ironically, about Kehlani. Uh, she, she tweeted some uh, You Know What's Up lyrics, and I was like, yo, she snapped. She's like, yeah, she big snapped. 
That's, yeah. that's the extent of yeah. our interactions. But hey, man, I mean, we connected over um, a pretty, pretty talented artist. Um, and yeah, definitely looking forward to to everything else that she does in the future. So yeah, big shout out to Perfection. Yeah, Perfection. <laughs> let us let us slide, and when we slide, we do this. The best song wasn't the single, but you weren't either. Ooh, yes. All right. Okay. Let's jump into it. What you got for us today, bro? It's uh, it's throwback day. We we're in a lovely, lovely mood. So. This is a very yes, like you said. This is the slide deck throwback edition. So for my throwback, some of y'all may know him. Some of y'all may not know him. This is Valentine celebrating this past weekend by Ryan Leslie. I mean, anyone who knows me knows that Ryan Leslie is like my guy, like mm-hmm. um, one of my heroes um, from all angles of like life. Like he's one of the reasons why I pursued Ivy League education. Mm. Um, and so it's, it's actually been kind of a surreal experience getting to know him. Mm-hmm. Like, I've been working with his team a little bit. Um, and it's kind of like he's, he's definitely exceeded my expectations in meeting your heroes. <laughs> Like, you know, a lot of people say, don't meet your heroes. That'll, that'll be, you know, like a bad thing. But yeah, he is definitely one of the things that excites me about like meeting my heroes. Um, I don't even have words for it. Like the, the way I can speak about it. But anyway, complex. He said, right. I'm just working with his team. Well, <laughs> see, I'm trying to keep it simple. <laughs> you got to spot a light or put a spotlight on it. But anyways, um, that song, uh, that's obviously his first self-titled project. And this past year, uh, 2019, at the end of the year, he did a 10-year celebration because that music came out in uh, 2009. Mm-hmm. And he did a 10-year celebration of his project and he packed out a William Hall, uh, Music Hall of Williamsburg. And it was, it was a really great show. I was there. It was a good and, time. And yeah, that, that project, No Skips, that song, Valentine, of course, for this past weekend. Um, it's just an amazing song. Like there hasn't been really there's Valentine's Day music, but that was the one that I always thought I was like, man, like nobody knows this song. Like this song is fire. Um, so yeah, Ryan Leslie, that was off his first project. That's brings me back to so many different places. Driving back to California, just listen to his music. <laughs> but anyways, I won't get into that savvy stuff. But go ahead. Yeah, yeah, it's yours. My slide. Today we got Angel by Neo. you 
Ooh, yes, core change. Ooh, heard that? Yeah, I heard the that. I like that one. That was lit. Yo, man. Neo, Neo was my favorite artist when I was a kid. Um, so sick. Do you? It's independent because uh, of you. That man has classics. Like literally, when they were talking, remember that the King of R and B conversation they were having, like November twenty eighteen, and everyone was talking about Chris Brown. Usher, I'm like, wh- where are the Neo mentions? I was tuned in. How, sure. how are y'all not mentioning Neo? Neo has written so- classics for other people. Yeah, handed out hits, and then he's got so many hits of his own. I and like on, yeah. this song, I've I, like, I don't know if a lot of people know this this record. Like a lot of people I've talked to, I, I, I don't think they know this record. Like this record's incredible. Being honest, my, I hadn't heard this record before. This is one of my favorite songs by him. Like wow. like you said, the chord change, the I'm in love, I'm in like he's Neo nice. Neo's man. very he, nice. His Neo's pen a is legend. very sharp too. Pen is different. It's super sharp. So yeah, yeah man. Uh, that was produced by Science and, and Neo, uh, mm-hmm. co-produced by both of them. Um, I forgot to say Ryan Leslie's was produced by Ryan Leslie. Uh, I, I, I thought it was a given, but <laughs> yes, he yeah, produces man. most of his own music yeah. anyways, multi-instrumentalist. The guy's a beast. Different. Anyways. Very, very different. So yeah. But yeah. Different. Shout out to Neo. And of course, if you guys want to hear those slides and more, hit up the slide deck playlist on all platforms. Um, the link tree is in our Instagram and Twitter bio. Of course, slide us some slides. If some slides are sliding well enough, then we will slide them into the show. <laughs> you like the slide <laughs> <laughs> Go boom me. Just I would hit him with the right. crickets. No, no, no. I'm, I'm gonna let you rock. Anywho, uh, you ready for the board meeting, bro? I live for board meetings, sir. Okay. Today we're gonna have a very interesting discussion. Something that um occurred to me this week that I really feel is important that we put out to the people and get you guys thinking. So we're gonna talk about album structure, specifically the the topic of filler. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people these days with these longer albums, with streaming, with Whatever the case may be, people just feeling like they're experts and they know everything. They'll often say, "Oh, this album has too much filler." Well, what is filler? What does that mean? Yeah. Like, and and beyond that, does a song being filler make it bad? And beyond that, does every single song on an album have to be have to super be, yeah, well yeah, right. thought out and exactly. contribute to a specific narrative? So, looking forward to this discussion. So, but we might as well start with the first question: what What is filler to you? <sighs> I mean, for me, when I think about filler, I think it's. It has to be one of the things. I think it's either songs, obviously, that aren't strong. I think that's the most obvious thing. But that that in itself can be subjective. Mm-hmm. But then I think going further, filler can be songs that don't fit the concept mm-hmm. to me. Like, there are projects, and I haven't, I was trying to think of an example. I can really come up with any good examples where I thought, like, why is this song on here? Mm-hmm. Um, but because of the albums I've been listening to have been really strong conceptual albums. But I think, yeah, the immediate, the immediate things, there's like, Obviously, songs that don't sound great or don't seem to place well, but I think that can another be a, another one too. Is like, ah, oh, maybe this song would have been better and feels like a filler because it's not put in the right order. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's something I listen for. I, we were talking with Yano, like the al- I listen to albums in order first yeah. to hear how the full thing Makes comes together sense. exactly. <laughs> so yeah, that's for me. What about for you? Yeah, um, I, I have pretty similar answers there. Um, I, I, I honestly just feel like a filler to some people. Um, uh, like you said, it's songs that aren't strong, songs that don't fit the concept, but it's also, I think people get caught up in what the singles are. People kind of get caught up in, in, in the length of it. Like the, the, the Brent Fires album, someone tweeted, Oh, that, that it was, eh, cause there were those filler on it. I'm like, it's a 10 song album. And There's like no filler. two of the songs are interludes. So what's, what's filler to you? Cause every song to me personally, listening to that album sounded like it fit the concept of what he was trying to get off it's like one it's, it's a flow yeah like For, fuck the world like he's literally yeah. fucking all these women but then yeah. it's also like he, he has a very like negative view of, of the world i feel that's what i interpreted from the album right um 
And so like every single song kind of contributed to that. So I, I was I was like, how how do you get filler from a 10 song album? Now, if you're talking about Scorpion, for example, yeah. 25 songs, yes. that makes a lot more sense. Cause yes. you know, side A, he was clearly just getting that Kanye and pushing it, blah, blah, blah. And then side B, he was just in, in in a sad boy bag. So like side B, there was definitely some filler there. I felt like every song on side A personally contributed to a narrative he was trying to get off. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know, man. Like I've these days with music discourse on social media, like, like people really get caught up in these buzzwords. Like, like people learned the word cohesive two years oh ago, and God. like every, every single album, it's like, oh, this album sucks. It's not cohesive, or yeah. like the blah blah. It's like, yeah. Do you know what cohesive means? Or like, oh, recency bias. Like, oh, you only like that because you heard it recently, and like, you know, you're trying to compare it to something from 2015. People it's like be chatting, yeah, like Chat all, all, all these buzzwords. So like, I I really hate the topic of filler, and there's definitely albums that I acknowledge have some filler on it, but. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. It's, 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 it's frustrating. Why are those songs filler? What? Why? You said the albums, like, for example, on the B side of Scorpion. Right. Why do you feel like the songs on there were filler? Because is it that they weren't, weren't necessary or that they didn't add to the vibe? Because that's, I think, songs like, I'll, I'll go on to further when we talk about other uh, questions within this topic, but mm-hmm. go, go ahead and answer that. So I felt like with side B, um, the, the narrative was really, it's, it's the typical Drake like kind of just in his vulnerable emotional type bag. And like, he wasn't necessarily like, it wasn't about a particular per like there, there were certain songs people felt were about Georgia Smith, certain songs that, you know, just, just like whatever. Um, but it was, Sabi was 13 songs. And I think one song would be like ratchet. Happy birthday. Like he, that like, I also just don't like that song. I, you hate that song. You have, a, you, have a, you have a vendetta on that song. Yeah, I do. I yeah, do. Yeah. I do. Like, I don't, it, it didn't fit to me. Like, um, conceptually, like just right. when you listen to to the album in sequencing, like it's a really weird. Song. I think it's right after finesse, and then before, like that's how you feel. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. like I, I don't know. It, it, uh-huh. Finesse is hard. Yeah, <laughs> but like, yeah, I'm just like I like I'm party wrote that, and like it sounds like a party song. I think I would have liked it more if party sang it. Like it just didn't really feel like it didn't feel Drizzy. a Drake record, and he didn't have a happy birthday song before. That's yeah. Yeah, exactly. He needed that. I feel like, yeah, so? I mean, he didn't need it, but I think he wanted it. Yeah. But anyways, yeah. So what do you think, uh, what makes a song filler, uh, a song being a filler bad? I think fillers in my, I was thinking about it more. I think fillers are basically just like deep cuts that are gone wrong. Mm. And um, I think that most artists think that this is a way to like, I think every artist should be creating projects with the intention of no skips. And I think most artists Obviously, they're, when they're putting it together, they they feeling that music like this is this is it. Yeah. But I think, like you said, with the point of streaming, mm-hmm. I think you know the more songs that you have on there, the more streaming you can do up. I yeah. shout out Chris Brown, <laughs> forty five song, fifty song projects, and when, so on yeah. and so forth. The more songs you have, the more just doing up the streaming numbers. But I don't necessarily think that it's a bad thing. And I, like I said, it's inherently subjective, but it has a negative connotation when you say something has filler or like projects have filler on it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that. Fillers, if the song does, does need to be placed on there, it needs to be neutral. I don't think it needs to detract from the vibe. It's one of those songs like, oh, like, I almost like you didn't, if you're listening passively, it's like, it didn't matter. Like, oh, it didn't, mm-hmm. it didn't add, it didn't take away. Right. And I think that's really important um, for good fillers. Mm-hmm. But I also think filler can also be like, within the conceptual lane of creating an album, it can be a situation where it's like, a like you say like in in writing a literary device or like using like uh, hyperbole or anything like that it mm-hmm. can be a, a device to help you tell your story more so mm-hmm. like i love a great intro yeah of course that's not filler you no, know what i'm saying not at all i love a good reprise 
Solo. Yeah. Solo being the great example. Mm-hmm. Um, people were talking about on Blonde, Frank Ocean has Solo, um, the song, and then he has a solo reprise with featuring Andre 3000. Um, and then interludes. You know, like people have been, I think, attaching more of themselves to the sketch thing since like maybe like what, 2012. I think for me, I was remembering, obviously going back to like way West Coast, like Dre and Snoop mm-hmm. um, when they, on Doggy Style like has <laughs> complete like sketches and everything and that yeah. keeps you engaged but i think that's a, a useful tool as well but what people consider those filler you know what i'm saying All right and it's really interesting to think about but i think that um artists can use those things those tools more i don't think mm-hmm. artists use reprise i haven't heard of reprise that much at all but you know what's funny i was talking to g about this on um brent fries's most recent project i feel like i gotta pull up the track list but i feel like I was listening to it and I'm like, man, this song sounds like the reprise um, to, to, I'm going to pull it up right now. If Spotify don't want to keep giving me ads and then my phone <laughs> want to keep giving me Wi-Fi requests. Um, so looking at it, boom, 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 boom. Afterworld and Rehab are to me like naturally like sister, brother and sister song. Oh yeah. yeah. And there's, it was like a, for me as a listening experience, it was a great, cool thing to like hear it. I was like, dang, these two songs connect. Cause I'm like, I was singing the melody of Afterworld on top of, of uh, Rehab and it low key works. It like, does. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So it's like, wow, like artists got to do this stuff more often. And I don't know if, I'm sure that was intentional. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> That's but, why it was dope to me when he released those of the singles. Cause I was like, oh, like he's like, he's like some artists the way they release singles is like, oh, this is just the song that's going to pop the most like mm-hmm. in parties or in clubs or this is just, this is whatever. But like, it felt like he was really like laying out mm-hmm. a specific concept like the from like the, the first single to the second single, his entire rollout. Um, so yeah, that was dope. And that, that, that makes a lot of sense. I, I, I feel the same. Like right. those, those songs feel very like similar in a way to me. Do yeah. you think singles can never be filler? Um, yeah. Yeah. Really? I, I, I think so. Do you have um, an example maybe? <sighs> Well, let's go to, and I, I don't know. I kind of feel weird saying. So, the baby Kirk, his first single was was intro, I didn't and that was a it. very that was a very introspective record. You know, he talks about losing his father. He talks about you know, his path. It was it, it was a very it was it was a departure from the typical the baby stuff we get. Yeah, when you look at it in the in the scope of the album, and I talked about this when Yano was on the episode. Like, it, it goes intro, and then it just it's straight like regular the baby music that we would kind of expect him to make already, like records like Suge and well, Suge isn't on it, but like just similar records to that. Right. So I was kind of like, I, I like the reason I didn't like the album is because like you rolled it out with this single you give us is very mature kind of. We get this in depth look into yeah. you and your mind, but then you give us, um, I'm you know I'm still the baby, I'm still fucking <laughs> these bitches. I'm like, uh, all right, so like. You know, and it strategically, it, it was cool. It, it, it was di- it was cool to see him do something different, and yeah. you know, kind of grow up to to an extent musically. But then it was just like, oh, but you ain't really give us anything else. Like he mentioned his dad on on, on another song, um, and of course, all respected the baby. Like I'm not ever yeah, gonna yeah, like yeah, be yeah, mad yeah, at him for not yeah, giving yeah. us more details about you know losing his family members. But like, I, I was just like, I was kind of trying to figure it out. I was really confused. Like, what what what? Like, yeah. So seem misplaced yeah so i I definitely think singles can be can be filler i think the i think the only way that singles become filler i mean obviously they're singles because they're they're pushed out and they want they you know probably of the best of um, what's on that project right but i think that you know sometimes 
artists push the singles in weird places, I think, on the album because mm-hmm. they know that's the song like people are gonna go to. Yeah. And but also, you know, for more active listeners, I wanna hear how that single fits in context with the rest of the Absolutely. album. Always. And so like for example, Ariana Grandi's Grandi's um <laughs> uh last um Thank You Next on that project. Thank You Next was the second to last record on the album. Mm-hmm. And so it allowed you to get more familiar with the other records like Bloodline yeah. and um, just a bunch of different other records that you had on the on the project, which I mean is kind of like kind of like a normal thing. Mm-hmm. But it was interesting because it's like that project could have done without without Thank You. 100%. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Like she had it as a single. It, it went up, went crazy. Mm-hmm. But like she didn't all like didn't really need it. You yeah. Know? And, but. But you gotta, and as I'm sure you do, like the business side of it, like of course, you know, yeah, you like, have to. Labels might make you like put more songs on it. Like, yeah, she didn't need it, but of course she was gonna put it on it. Right, you know what I'm saying exactly, like, especially with how successful it was. Like, I'm, I'm I'm not entirely familiar with how the contracts work in terms of whether there's an expectation for how many songs you have to put on on it. But just seeing how how business works and like, and if you're trying to maximize your money, then you put put more songs out because people can attach to different things. Like whether even if they only like. One person likes five songs, one person likes 10 songs. They're going to run those up and that runs up your streams and, and you get money that way. Copy. So as a business move, of course, it made 100% sense to right. put Thank You Next on there. Um, and I think that's something people don't consider in calling things filler. Like it's just like, oh, this song isn't good. I didn't like it. It didn't belong there. It's like, well, yes, you personally didn't like it, but the label probably wanted that on there yeah. because it's going to increase the, the the revenue potential yeah. and and all that. So. You know, that's just what we try to do here. We try to think of the, the big picture. It's it like make y'all consider some other points, right? Being creatives and and being for the artist, but you know, unfortunately, the artists don't always have a hundred percent control over what they want to do. Like a, a boogie might have wanted his product to only be twelve songs. It was twenty. I, I I like I like most of it. There was a couple I didn't I didn't really like, but a lot of people were saying yesterday, like, oh, this album would have been perfect if it was shorter. Yeah. It's like yes, of course. As as a per- as a personal preference, we all want shorter albums these days. We've been bombarded with twenty five, thirty, forty song albums. But mm-hmm. as as a business move, it makes a lot of sense to put a right. lot of records on on your right. project. So that's our opinion on fillers. We'd love to hear what y'all got to say about it. We'll talk about it this this week in the conference call as well. Um, so what's on the bulletin board? Bulletin board. February 19th, Tidra Moses. Don't know if you got a girl. She'll be at SOBs February 19th. Pull up, pull up. Uh, Jill Scott, the queen. Yes. She's special. Jill is, Jill is something. We love her some Jill. We love Jill. Jilly Jill. She will be at Radio City uh, Music Hall February 20th. And Chrisette Michelle, Sony Hall. February twenty second. Yes, so hey, sure. it's a lot of a lot of shows for y'all to get to. Get outside, get active, get some sunlight, some oxygen, and go see some live music. We do that because it's better live than through your headphones. That's, it is. That's the truth, and you also get to verify artists too. Mm-hmm. It's like, can you sing live? But now all these artists can sing live, so right. it, it's almost it's more of a treat too to hear them sing just like the record. Live. Absolutely. Cool. So. With that, man, always a pleasure to link with my guy and pod for y'all. Shout out to Aaron Antonio with the photography. Don't flick, wanna, flick. Don't want to forget the good guy. But of course, I hope y'all had a safe and enjoyable Valentine's Day weekend. Moving forward, stay safe, stay humble, stay busy. Let's get it, Grizzy. Oh.
We got the best podcast in the city. Y'all mind Nick Gurley with the flex. Stay busy. Topic after topic. Conversation stay litty. Keep it witty. No witty. Stay out jiggy. Get gritty. Stay with Six lines. Busy. Get involved. All you little other podcasts is getting crossed. Get lost. Like trying to guard crawl. Fern. I'm trying to run a cover like Moss. Burn. Stay busy. Nigga on dedicated. Cornell grass. So you know they educated. Killing every episode. I know the haters hate it. But they love it on the low. It's confused admiration. We live right now. Ray J on the line with it. This podcast straight up. Trevor Scott Lynn. The shorty send the episode. I might hit. But I left the on red once I watched it. You know the boy clean, I ain't washed up. Levels crew with me, get involved, Mo. My guys know the music, they are not slow. So get situated with this hot show. You know we stay busy. 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 You know we stay busy.